all of us have heard the scripture repent and live repent and live you know uh, and uh, everywhere we go uh, every sermon we hear uh, i'm sure uh, repentance is a very big aspect of it and many of us think we know what repentance means but uh, uh, even there we are sadly uh, misled you know uh, we think repentance is just saying a oh, sorry uh, but we cannot be more wrong uh repentance actually must be accompanied by uh renouncing or turning away from sin and in its place doing good all for the glory of god you know we all repent but uh, for us repentance is just saying a oh, sorry it's nothing else uh but uh, in god's eyes repentance means righting the wrongs and then doing what glorifies god uh this is a very important aspect of repentance just saying sorry is not repentance so uh let's go to a portion from 2 corinthians uh 7 uh which uh, uh, it's a test to see if your repentance is genuine uh you know it says godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and it leaves no regret but worldly sorrow brings death uh, you know so a uh, godly sorrow uh, leads to repentance uh, and you know uh, where i have that uh, i have that feeling of regret in my heart uh, that i have wronged god that i've uh, you know gone against the words of god and that sorrow is what actually leads to repentance and thus it ends up in salvation so this is the test let's take this test to see if our repentance is genuine it says look at what this godly sorrow has produced in you uh it says look what this godly sorrow has produced in you what earnestness uh you know uh in earnestness here means uh sincere and intense conviction you know uh, for the things of god uh, you you have this desire uh, you know to to uh, do what god wants uh, and the next one it says see what this godly sorrow has produced in you what earnestness uh, the second point is what eagerness to clear yourself uh, meaning uh, to transform and change to a better person to lead a holier life uh you know you you want to you have this desperate eagerness in you to to change to clear yourself to to uh, go from that old person that you were the old sinful person to a uh, a person that god is pleased with to a holy person you know and then it says what indignation it's an anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment so uh, you know uh, in fact uh, the perfect definition would be a godly anger a zeal uh, you know when jesus saw a uh, buying and selling happening in the temple uh, he, he uh, there was this uh, zeal for god uh, that consumed jesus uh, you know uh, so it produced in him a, an a, an anger a godly anger which uh, caused him to react the way he did where he overturned the tables of the money changers and uh you know so um uh does that uh, uh does the repentance uh, from my sin bring about 
uh, this indignation in my heart, uh, an annoyance in my heart, and a godly anger in my heart when I see uh, the word of God manipulated, when I see the things of God played about, when I see people swearing in the name of God, do I have this indignation in my heart? Then the the four uh, the you know uh, the fourth point is what alarm. Uh, another aspect of repentance, uh, an alarm is produced in your heart. And when it says what alarm means, it's there is a lot of alarm. It's not like, you know, just a little bit of alarm. It says what alarm and uh, what is it uh, that you're alarmed uh, with? You know, it's the instant we sin, uh, uh, we will be alarmed uh, because you know how much God hates sin. You will either keep away from sin or uh, you know you will you you will be so alarmed and troubled over sin your repentance will be sincere knowing that you hurt god you know so even the tiniest sin before uh, even a big sin would not alarm you but now once you have genuinely repented and given your life to god uh, even the tiniest of tiniest sin uh, even a thought of the sin will cause an alarm in you uh, where you will either keep away from sin or if you have sinned you you will genuinely be so troubled that your repentance will be so sincere so the, uh, then it says what longing uh, you know uh, repentance brings about a deep longing in your heart and what is this longing for it's not for the things of the world not for the pleasures of this world rather now you have a longing to please god you have a longing to draw souls to god you have a longing to rescue the lost by sharing the gospel to them. You have a longing to lead a holy life to please God. You have a longing to do his will with great eagerness. Uh, you know, so that's another quality, uh, uh, a test that you can take to see if this repentance has produced in you this great longing for the things of God. Uh, then it says, what concern? Uh, so repentance also produces in you a deep concern, concern for God's joy, concern for God's pain, concern for the lost, concern for the poor and needy, concern for those who are suffering, concern for the things of God. And that's yet another test that every believer can, would be wise in taking. Uh, you know, so what concern, again, the word what concern, it means that you keep on, uh, you know, it, 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 you keep on growing and growing in, in each of these attributes. Uh, does not stop with just one act. You do one, then you do one more, and then you still feel it's not enough, then it, you do more. So that is what it means. And then it says what readiness to see justice done. Uh, that's another aspect that repent, true repentance will uh, produce in you, uh, you know, where you always want to stand up for the right. You will be quick to defend somebody who is wronged. You will be quick to fight against wrong that is happening around you. You will act without delay in rectifying that wrong and doing right. What a lovely test, you know, uh, but something that many of us will fail. So uh, let me quickly recap. It says, see what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourself, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. 
you know, and uh, um, it, this is a test that many of us will fail. Uh, you know, many of us are stuck with confession and with faith, but uh, and we think that that's enough. But that's the lie of the devil, you know. And this, these words were written by Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, you know, we would be wise in, uh, in following this principle, uh, you know, uh, and taking this test. Now, uh, these words were, as I said, written by Paul, but there is something similar that is written by Peter too, in 2 Peter 1, 5 to 11. It says, make every effort to add to your faith. Now, uh, what is uh, faith? Our faith is our trust in God. And he says, make every effort to add to your faith. Uh, as James said, do not let your faith be just a standalone faith. Prove your faith by your deeds. Uh, you know, so uh, he says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Uh, you know, and what is good? Uh, how do I add goodness? Let's look at what are the good things. Uh, you know, only the word of God is good. Perfect is the word of God. So uh, when I, uh, you know, um, when I claim to be a person who is good, it means I am doing what the word of God wants me to do. Uh, then he says to goodness add knowledge. Uh, knowledge, keep on studying the word of God and putting it into practice uh, you know uh, and it's it's always something that you grow on you, you must remember the wisdom of god is endless there it's not like a textbook where you've studied from the first page to the last page and it's done uh, you know the 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 wisdom of god is like an uh, it's like the heavens there you don't see an end to it and uh, the more you study the word of God, the Lord surprisingly keeps showing you new things, new revelations, new thoughts. So uh, to goodness, you add knowledge. Then it says to knowledge, add self-control. Self-control against the things uh, that are, uh, you know, going against the word of God. Uh, I, I use my self-control uh, to stop myself from sinning, to do, uh, in, uh, I stop myself from doing things that are displeasing in the eyes of the Lord. Now it says to self-control add perseverance. Perseverance in prayer, perseverance in times of suffering uh, by still holding on to God uh, because suffering will come to every believer. Persevering, uh, you know, and never giving up. Uh, and it says to perseverance add godliness, uh, loving God more than uh, uh, more than anything else, obeying God more than anything else, uh, living holier, uh, living a blameless life. You know, so uh, godly living. Uh, it says to perseverance add godliness. You know, biblical definition of godliness is uh, confirming to the wishes of God. Or to the laws of God, uh, you know, it's so it's so profound, and it says to godliness add mutual affection, uh, mutual affection, love for God and love for others. You know, we we will uh, prove our love by doing more for God and doing more for people. It doesn't stop with just one act. Every time you feel like what you're what you've done is not enough, and you end up doing more. You know, just saying, I love you, God is not enough. You will obey God more and more and more. Then it says to mutual affection, add love. Uh, love for God, 
and love for the people or your neighbor. Now these are tests that every believer must take to see if we are in the faith, to see if our repentance is genuine. And as I mentioned, if you were to go to a thousand member congregation and ask how many are saved, almost all hands will go up. But God is going to test you by your fruit. A saved person will abound in these qualities that are described here. So take the test. See if you are uh, abiding by them, if you are producing them. If not, it's not too late. Start now. And if you are doing them, great. Don't stop there. Keep abounding in them. Uh, so uh, let's uh, move uh, and uh, push ourselves to do what God wants us to do. Thank you.